Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison. I'm Shannon Sturgey. And I'm Emma Bowers. Yes, all four of us. At the game's together. all here. Wow. The whole dipset in the building for the first time <laughs> ever. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what a time to be alive. Wow. It's 2020. Happy New Year, everyone. I am excited to talk to you today because, as you know, we have predicted the future dozens and dozens Near perfectly. Of Near perfectly. That, you know, we well, don't get any credit for this for being such futurists, too. Well, that did change, Jack, because the last time we did our year in preview episode, we're doing a year in preview episode, folks. Mm-hmm. Not the year in review. That's easy. easy. Mode. That's mm-hmm. baby Everybody does the year in podcasting. Review. See where all the takes lay. Who gives a shit? We're telling you what. This is what to think for the whole year. This in is what future. to think for the whole year. And let me tell you something. The decade interview stuff. That's even easier. Okay. Yeah. That's what idiot baby. would do a video about the decade in review? What kind of dumbass? <laughs> I did. I did nothing because I am enlightened yeah. now. I had a year of dialectical behavioral therapy. It is mindfulness <laughs> in the moment. We are not looking backwards. We are living in the now. Yeah. I saw a lot of these. I saw a lot of these. Like here's me in 2009. Here's me in 2019 posts. And I like mm-hmm. was just like, who's dorky enough to be able to remember 10 years ago? You know what I mean? <laughs> Every, these people need to like. Do more drugs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just want to give a brief update on our 2019 year in preview. Jack, you mentioned that we never get any credit for what we do, even though we're so accurate. Mm-hmm. I actually submitted the podcast last year to the fact checkers wow. at the Washington Post. Wow. The most elite. Glenn, Glenn Kessler <laughs> himself, the scion, the heir, the heir to the Shell oil fortune, Glenn Kessler himself himself yes and his team and his staff i sent it to him um paid him a hefty uh hefty sum um to fact checked uh, uh, our predictions from last year and i got the results back this morning and it was incredible they had never seen anything like it somehow some way um according to their numbers now they crunched this stuff we were a hundred and ten percent accurate in all of our predictions wow technically not supposed to be possible to yeah. be like better than a hundred percent but i i well, don't know they said yeah we had to we had to extrapolate that result because they did re- they did represent it to us in negative pinocchios so we did receive <laughs> yeah. a, a number of negative pinocchios yes. which which are which are uh uh like you know color inverted pinocchios they sent to you <laughs> yeah the, inqu- the equivalent of 110 percent accuracy yeah very happy about that and we're going to do it again today folks because yeah. we we asked you all to give us your predictions for the year coming up and we're going to tell you if it will happen or if it won't happen and okay. we're, we're just going to go th- down the list of uh, all the things that the fans have sent us and first thing i want to say is everyone seems a lot more hopeful wow. uh, this year than last year uh the three categories that kind of put all everything into this year were media politics and sex crimes okay death slash sex crimes mm-hmm. last year it was that's pretty much that's pretty much a good that's like what the uh that's what the headers should be on google news like, yeah that actually does kind of cover all news right now sex crimes media and politics yeah but last year it was actually media politics 
and the apocalypse. Okay. So yeah. people have mo- aren't thinking that the world it's a little more real. It's a little more based in the real world, you know. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if if the apocalypse has been put off for put back, yeah. or, or if Trump's just doing such a damn good job. The economy's like- booming, Leslie. The economy <laughs> is booming. I keep hearing about it on MSNBC and CNN. We have a booming economy on our hands. Oh, that's wonderful. All right, so. We're going to start off with our media predictions. And, of course, this was very uh, – all the concerns were very, very Marvel and Disney-centered. And the oh, big one that everyone is predicting is that there will be flops. There will be Marvel and Disney flops. What a bold prediction in the year <laughs> that uh, Black Widow and Shang-Chi are coming out that we might, e- that we might Eternals. get a of a Marvel. Eternals. Eternals yeah. was one, too, that people are saying is probably going to flop because there's just... I, I, I don't know. It's just something in the air. People are feeling the kind of fatigue. So just ask you all, do you think there will be a big Marvel-Disney flop this year? A big Marvel Disney flop? Hmm. I have to look at the movies coming out this year again. Oh, uh, Dr. Doolittle was another one. Dr. Doolittle. Okay. People were, I don't think Doolittle is going to flop. I think it'll do like, I mean, it's all like CGI Doolittle? animals. Okay, Doolittle's the January 17th. Like, they're releasing this fucking thing to flop. Like, that is not like, that's not something that anyone is very confident about. The like Robert Downey Jr. fucking, uh, you know, uh, passion project about like the actual Dr. Doolittle book or whatever the fuck. Is it, it is. a passion project? I think it was like, this is Robert Downey Jr. being like, I really want to do Doolittle. I think this is for no one. This is a stupid fucking talking animal movie. This is. This tanks, but it's also, like, not necessary for Disney's success for the year. You know what the budget on it is? No. Like, no. It's $175 million. <laughs> that makes me so Fuck. mad. I, I, I think Doolittle, though, like, Doolittle doesn't tank, like, how, like, cats tanked or something like that. Like, Doolittle's just so, like fucking boring like and, i don't know like you know and that's the thing like cats like overnight just became something like everyone wanted to like go and see and gawk at like i had my coworkers, and they all are like boilerplate i love marvel movie i love star mm-hmm. wars movie and they are like we have to go see cats but doolittle's not gonna get that doolittle is gonna be like in it's gonna be like lost to the sands of time like 48 hours after being released <laughs> Yeah, Doolittle's not going anywhere. Uh, I, I, you know, I also do think Eternals is going to underperform. I think Shang-Chi... Like, I actually think that sort of post-Avengers Endgame, for them to, like, make their next forays, you know, back into it, these kind of, like, side characters that people are not super excited about, I actually think that Marvel is maybe sort of reaching its natural end for people, and that, like, the folks... Like, the Marvels may be have been a 2010 phenomenon, is uh, what I think. I think they yeah. might have been a phenomenon of the 2010s and that Endgame to a normal Marvel movie watcher feels like a nice enough ending for what this series was and I I, I think that you know I think Marvel's going to be around but it's going to exist mostly as like Disney Plus like I actually think that like the what they're doing on Disney Plus, they probably are more you know uh, bullish on than what is happening in Marvel movies this year. No, definitely. And I hear people, and they're like, I, "No one has talked about like Eternals or Black yeah. Widow," but people are like, "Oh my gosh, they're going to make Bucky and Hawkeye." Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, and I think that that is one of the things too is that these Marvel movies in the 2010s were like adaptations of comics that like people liked and shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they were all kind of adaptations of comics from like 
pretty much 2000 to 2010. You know what I mean? It was like adaptations of like the comic books from 10 years earlier, and they maybe have just run out of particularly interesting comics uh, uh, to adapt uh, and not, you know, not particularly uh, pay the original writers of. And I find that kind of interesting that you're saying that because it's like, so it's like, yeah, like they were adapting like, you know, arcs and stuff, you know, and now it's like, now they're trying to basically like kind of cannibalize themselves on Disney Plus. Like anyone who's going to watch like that Bucky TV series is not like, oh, I loved Ed Brubecker's Winter Soldier run. No, they want <laughs> Sebastian Stan as Bucky. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I think that I think that, you know, Marvel is for the fans at this point, And I think that the sort of massive mainstream popularity of Marvel is maybe petering uh, uh, out post Endgame, which is not to say that, like, you know, we're not going to see these movies be pretty successful, but we're just in like a real dearth of like, you know, blockbuster filmmaking. Uh, I, I guess I want to say, and you know, people know this. If you follow me on Twitter, you know this, that uh, I think that 20, the 2020s are the decade of Avatar. Yes. Um, I think we are now in the decade of Avatar, and there is not an Avatar that comes out this year. Uh, it doesn't actually come out until the end of next year. But my real belief is that blockbuster filmmaking is dead until James Cameron reminds everybody how it's done. I think that like <laughs> we are ending the 2010s with like Star Wars dead. Like everything is so decimated. The only film franchise is this stupid fucking TV series of Marvel, uh, and that's been the thing that's popular for the 2010s like i think movies uh um there could, probably could be some cool stuff in movies outside of big uh, big blockbuster filmmaking but uh you know right now everybody's kind of doing the disney method and it sucks and so you know uh, uh i think we need james cameron to come back and kick everybody into shape <laughs> <laughs> i think fury road and the john wick films are the only blockbusters that i really enjoyed yeah. yes yeah. four movies <laughs> yeah <laughs> that i can like, think of that i really love I think the 2010s were really, really bad for blockbuster <laughs> movies. And it's not necessarily even just it. It's about the way they started to make blockbuster movies. It's about the like TVification of the process of making blockbuster movies. I actually think, and I, I disavow Star Wars. I don't want to talk about Star Wars. And it's not even interesting <laughs> to talk about Rise of Skywalker because, you know, it's just like, it's obvious that it's bad, but that's a very interesting movie to watch as the kind of like, you know, absolute apex peak of this style of filmmaking coming to a head right at the close of 2019. All right. So this next predict, these are three predictions that I'm going to parlay because I think they might, I'm going to do a parlay play. Oh, wow. Okay. This, you know, this is how I win. This is how uh, you win. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy will definitely leave Lucasfilm. Mm -hmm. Disney announces new Star Wars trilogy at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. And Disney hires George Lucas as a consultant. I will go one further even. And oh. this is a prediction that I've been toying with. I think that Disney's going to announce George Lucas as the director of the next Star Wars movie. Whoa. Mm. Whoa. That's some I've that's heard bold. from some inside tales, some inside stories. I know someone a, a certain someone who went in for a meeting at Lucasfilm. And when they met there, they were like, we can't take Star Wars pitches. But they were like, George has been around lately. Oh. Like, George has been, like, showing up around Lucasfilm <laughs> and, like, at meetings and stuff like that. I suspect that george will come back for 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 the next star wars uh i think that this this um george as a consultant theory is like a more secure and uh uh you know a better bet for the parlay 
you know, when you're putting together a parlay, Leslie, I would say, you know, you probably should take that one. Yes. Uh, but my personal long shot, p- you know, pick I'm going to make right here is that Disney announces Lucas as the next director of Star <laughs> Wars. And then further, it sucks and it's a reactionary. It's like a reaction to JJ's Star Wars. And every Star Wars is about the reaction to the last one and it sucks forever because it's a curse. <laughs> I don't like that one. I don't like that last bit. Yeah. I don't like that one. I don't like that one one bit. But I, did, I, think- I think George can't even make a good Star Wars under Disney. Sorry. Sorry to say it, Leslie. <laughs> We're we're now doing like struggle session twenty twenty two, and even having this conversation. Yes, <laughs> you know I I really do. I think you know it's just I think it's a fairly safe bet that all of those are going to hit. Maybe Kathy. I, I mean, even if Kathy Kenny officially stays on, like when George comes, like we know who's running the show after <laughs> that. Basically, it's going to be all him and his guys. Even though Kathy and George get along, but that will be the sign saying, all right, you fucked this up. You couldn't do this without me. Let me yeah. come back and uh, save my baby. And I think it works. And I think it is going to happen. Uh, Lock it in. Unfortunately, this is the decade of Avatar, and Star Wars is dead. So, yes, yeah, Star any, Wars any, is still dead. Star Wars is still dead. Any prediction that Star Wars is coming back, unfortunately, runs contrary to the very nature of the decade <laughs> of Avatar, and this decade is Avatar to its very core. Yeah, hate to see it, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, all right, another media prediction that we got going: the deaths, elevated horror, and prestige TV will be loudly pronounced uh, by the critic intelligentsia. Maybe. I don't know what to expect for that, because that is sort of like the road. Everything's been going down with like Bloomhouse and A24. I don't know. Regardless of whether the critic intelligentsia is right, we might get like a return to really schlocky slasher type horror. Yeah. And I also, I, I do agree with the sort of like armchair psychologist take of like horror is a response to what's going on in the world. So with like climate change and all this, I don't know what we're going to see. I think a lot of it's going to reflect people's anxieties and I don't know exactly what's going to happen politically or, you know, globally in the next few years. So we'll have to see. I hope we don't get natural, natural disaster movies. Cause those are pretty terrible. Yeah. But <laughs> we'll see. You know, as climate disaster continues and as a sort of sad fascist slide, rightward slide happens globally. This un- this will actually only help the Avatar film <laughs> and even more true to our day to day life. I do think about prestige TV though is I think like it, it's so impacted, I think, in how things are filmed now. And um, mm-hmm. everyone has dropped the ball on watching the Witcher series. But it's one thing I noticed a lot, which is this show is not at all prestige TV, but mm-hmm. it definitely has that production value. And I do think that's something that will probably not go away, which is there's going to be always that like intense like demand for production value. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think, yeah, the intelligentsia eventually, something's going to come out like one day and someone's just going to be like, this is kind of bullshit. It's shot really nice, but it's <laughs> stupid and it's bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I even think that, you know, kind of post rise of Skywalker, we are seeing critics sort of like in a way that's healthy, be like, these are, st- this is stupid. You know? Finally too. Oh God. I just, yeah. the, I never, I have not seen a star Wars movie past the force awakens. So I, have, wow. I haven't seen any of them. I don't really. But it's just like the the way that everything went with The Last Jedi and just like I don't 
I'm just ready for that to be over. And it's not going to be over. Like, I don't think Marvel's going to die in the next couple of years. I think it's just going to keep happening and I'm just going to get mad yeah. and not want to talk so, about it. I, I'm so tired. I'm like, Duck in Manhattan. I'm like, I tire of these people. I'm going to I don't even watch the movies from Marvel. People get mad at me online for not having an opinion. <laughs> or not caring. You they can't even choose. let me be apathetic. You can't be a centrist on Star Wars, on the Last <laughs> Jedi in particular. Getting canceled for being a Star Wars centrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but that's another prediction that somebody made. And it's that, you know, and this is one that I, you know, I 100% stand by. I think it's already happening. And you've, uh, you've said it, Jack. Critics are going to stop giving 100% fresh. Uh, ratings to like goofy like genre stuff that they yeah. used to hate uh, like 10 they years ago and, and it's good it's a good thing it's a good mm-hmm. thing I love it I love to see it when I saw Witcher had like a 40 of like a 60 or less uh, rating from mm-hmm. uh, critics I was like oh damn it might be pretty good Here, here's where I think people <laughs> you know sometimes the haters out there Leslie and you know that we have many yes. you know that we have many but sometimes the hater I, I feel like people think that I feel that we feel like Batman versus Superman should be like a 100% movie on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> no, I just think that every superhero movie should be as badly reviewed as Batman versus <laughs> Superman. That's actually what I think is every superhero movie should be savaged like Batman versus Superman was. I- I say this though, especially because um, going back, things other people have dropped the ball on. Finished Death Stranding, I love it. Everyone hates mm. it, and I'm not mad because I mean, it, I'm like, this means it's special because I right. love it, and it's such yeah. a wonderful feeling to feel nothing. Like I said, year of uh, dialectical behavioral therapy, and people say this game is garbage. You walk around for eighty, you know, hours. It's stupid, and I say that is okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> wonderful. That's called <laughs> That's having a healthy relationship with. Me media consumption yeah. and your entire identity and getting mad at people who don't like a video game that you like. It's crazy that it's a novel idea. What a novel idea to, to allow people to have different opinions about stupid fucking movies and TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jack, you, you did mention it. Um, you mentioned the haters. Mm-hmm. Oh, this God. was a prediction that came in very a lot. I I, I I didn't even want to acknowledge it, but so many people oh, mentioned it because they, they, they care about us. It's because they love us. It's because they love us. Um, and because they love you, Jack, really. Is it really because they love you? People predicted that there will be a skit on SNL <laughs> referencing <laughs> and insulting uh, you this year, Jack. I don't even want – you know, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many safeguards and stuff. Like, if he was real, like, I, it's like maybe there could be some stupid fucking thing, but that'd be funny. You know, that'd be fun. I, I would like that. You know, it, it would have to be. I figure it would like just imagine going to your workplace and explaining that you're mad at someone on the internet and you want to do something at your job about it. it doesn't matter what your job is. Like your coworkers will think that's extremely weird. Like it doesn't yeah. matter what your job is. It would just be a yeah. bizarre uh, thing to try and do. Nevertheless, I think may, I would put this at, you know, like a sneak disc, a 50% chance of a sneak disc is what yes. I see. It won't be explicit. 
Yeah. It will be like some like someone that kind of maybe they'll pull up a picture of a nerd and will kind of look like you. I think <laughs> like that. They'll just do, do a nerd a joke Bernie on bro. weekend. Yeah, like a guy in a Bernie bro and it'll be a bearded glasses <laughs> me looking fella. Yeah, with like a Twitch thing in the background. Like I'm that. imagining like a Simpsons Frank Grimes kind of thing. Look everyone, Jack Allison entered a child's competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I think it's possible. The sneak dig, I think is possible i think anything beyond that is not possible and i I even think the sneak dig is going to be like sneaky enough for like plausible deniability Uh, yeah that's what i was gonna say look crazy for thinking it's me you know what i mean yeah so i will not i plan to my prediction is that if there's anything that's even close to a sneak dig that i won't take the bait and i won't uh uh say that it was me i'll just keep escalating and have more and more overt references (laughs) (laughs) that's that whole thing has been so crazy easy to watch because it's wild my i think that i'm maybe i mean i'm doing a like a piece on it for the outline that i'm gonna write for next week and i think mm-hmm. i'm like maybe gonna just stop responding to the head writer of snl when he posts about <laughs> it. Maybe, like how it is with some reply guys like you just have to like stop at a certain point so i think i'm just gonna stop responding to the the host of weekend update uh, when he posts about me. All right. So here's the, the a really terrifying prediction that I got that I think is actually true. It's almost apocalyptic. Um, Plex servers will explode in popularity due to <laughs> dissatisfaction with streaming services and cable company, resulting in Plex being sued out of existence. Well, you can see Plex go, but I do think that all the stuff is like, you know, uh, uh, public or you know it's all open source enough that you know i don't think that the what plex does is going to go away yeah i'm not but i do think that they're playing with fire with their plex pass and all yeah this yeah shit, yeah to be honest with you. yeah i think they're because tr- they're kind of trying for people that don't know plex is like a media server you put your files on your computer and then plex allows you to stream it to your tv to your phone basically anything with a internet connection uh and these are of course movies you illegally uh download Via no, 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 no. These are backups of your DVD. Oh, backups of your DVD. Backup yes, DVD. yes, 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 so yes. You can watch them anywhere. Yeah, and um, it's very convenient. It's very useful. I use it. But the, the couple of things Plex does is it allows you to share libraries with other people. And it yeah. is streaming, like, not just on your home network across the internet. It streams across yeah. the internet, like, uh, anywhere. So I, I think they can get them on a technicality. And they're selling the, pe- the Plex Pass, which, like, gets you more features for doing shares and stuff like that so i'm like you guys are like really with the monthly fee thing i think you guys are gonna get in trouble but we'll see and you're also fucking with like you know like like disney and like Mm -hmm. the biggest companies in the world and shit yeah and they also have like movies and tv like built into the app now like they have their own kind of streaming service that's some kind of thing yeah they're like that's an actually like legit yeah that's a legit you're gonna get yourselves in trouble yeah yeah exactly like going legit is probably like the worst thing they can try to do uh, but yeah, it, um, but there'll be something else, hopefully. Well, XBM Cody is still, Cody is still like a good alternative to it. And, you know, I still, I like Plex and it's better featured, but you can always switch back to Cody. God, we really all do like an episode, just like how to, you know, set up your own streaming service. Cause I mean, Leslie, my shit is like 
so serious at this point, but uh, you know, maybe we'd have to put that behind the paywall because yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this is some real shit. <laughs> Only fans on how to stream. <laughs> we'll have to put this on Pirate Bay. We'll record that episode and put it on Pirate Bay. You can get the file. You can listen to it. Oh Make no! I actually ARG. clicked on. Actually clicked on Simpsons porn. <laughs> A couple quick media ones. Um, Dune. Will be good. Uh, let's go do a round table. <laughs> I'll say quickly, um, not really. I don't like Blade Runner 20, 2049 or whatever. I think Arrival is only like, it's not like 100% for me or whatever. So I am cautiously hoping that maybe Dune could be something, but I'm very realistic about that. I, I, I think it may not be good. And I'm also just maybe not a Denny uh, Villeneuve super fan. Yeah. Um, I think about this a lot because um, I don't love Arrival, but I just think in terms of how it's made, it's just made so competently. Yeah. You know, also Dune is, yes, it is a franchise, but similar to Bad Max Fear Road, it's not a franchise that's just been like dug into the mm-hmm. ground and just drawn out within an inch of its life. So, I mean, I want to be optimistic. I want to believe. Yeah, I liked Arrival, okay. It was fine. I'm not. I'm not really. I've never read Dune. I'm not super invested in it. Like if I hear, it's one of those films where it's like if I hear people say it sounds really good, I'll go see it. But I never saw Blade Runner 2049. I just didn't care. We talked about that on the Blade Runner episode. Yeah. I was like, ah, I hope it's good. It could be good. I don't think it's necessarily going to be bad. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's it, I it's maybe like the one this year that I'm like, okay, that's like it's like kind of in a weird potential area or mm-hmm. something like that. But I. Uh, I still, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not super bullish is all. Yeah. I, I think the words that you all, you're going to hear time and time again is visually stunning. <laughs> and, and that's going to be uh, the beginning and, and the no, end of the- When they say visually stunning, uh, you, you really should like talk about the cinematographer, which <laughs> Denny Villeneuve, Villeneuve does have a really, really excellent cinematographer that he works with. Yeah. All right. Next, another quick one. The Snyder Cut will be released. Yes. I don't know if that happens in 2020, but I feel pretty confident. I, I think the Snyder Cut pretty pretty likely gets announced at least in 2020, uh, but the Snyder Cut will will happen. I have a very dark take on this, which is it is released, but not until Zack Snyder has passed. And it's very much like that wow. Thief in the oh. Cobbler recut. So it's oh, just wow. like bits and guesses. The Donner, the Donner, I think the Donner mm-hmm. cut came out after Donner died. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, wow. Yes. <laughs> he's a healthy guy. He's a healthy looking guy. It might be wild. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like only then this is this is when it will come out. It'll, like I said, just like like yeah. those people. What we who, need to do then yeah. is get, get Zack Snyder to start making an eye. Eyes wide shut that exposes the you know pedophile ring. Is that Steve movie? (laughs) He he kills himself. I know his Kevin Spacey Epstein movie, and then he. No, that's awful. I don't have a take on the Snyder cut. Well, we we did bring it up. Um, Death and sex crimes. We got a lot, lot, lot of ones. God, the number one um, uh, one is that you know Kevin Spacey. Will be Epstein himself. Kevin Spacey won't make killed. it out. Of, will be killed. <laughs> won't make it out of 2020. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, kills himself. Kills himself. Yes. Kills himself. <laughs> um, I don't see this happening. I think he is. I think he'll kill more people, um, but I don't think he'll kill himself. Allegedly. I. Um... <laughs> I don't feel comfortable talking about Mr. Spacey uh, <laughs> on a public. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. 
you know, I I I am a little bit like they should. Somebody's got to like. Is is anybody gonna like look into Kevin Spacey? Is how I feel about it. <laughs> like, is anybody like I'm not really about calling the cops or anything like that. But like, has anybody like called the cops about <laughs> Kevin Spacey <laughs> or whatever? <laughs> it's just so weird. The videos, like hanging out with my family around Christmas yeah. and watching it. Okay, here's this year's creepy Kevin Spacey video <laughs> where he's talking about killing people in a southern accent. It is now a tradition. Yeah, it's, it's, so it's been weird. two two Christmas eves in a row, or it's like a kind of warm feeling. Like, oh, Kevin Spacey's putting out a, a threatening video <laughs> a to, uh, to all his accusers all right uh another related one uh jelaine mawell will yeah. be found but dead yeah. and dead for a while yeah i think that i'm i'm maybe believing the sort of recent reporting that she's you know in like israel in a safe house or something like that and that she's an intelligence asset so i don't know jelaine 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 being dead I just feel like we'd. Know, I don't know. She's either dead already or uh, or not gonna die from this. I think so. I think that she would already be dead. But I don't know. I mean, I can't pretend to know anything. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Shannon, you're a podcaster. It's your job yeah. to pretend to know. <laughs> no, you. Yeah, as a podcaster, you're an expert on the Jeffrey Epstein case. So you're you're supremely qualified to offer opinion on this. As that was ha- like right around when he died, it was driving me insane. It was like I <laughs> yeah. very rarely get that and I would just stay up for hours reading stuff and looking at drone footage of his like island. <laughs> yep, me too. I think everybody went insane for a little bit. It was uh, too much. I think that's what broke my brain. It wasn't insane. <laughs> that's the thing actually is it's not insane. Everybody went like hyper sane for a week. <laughs> Saw with great clarity. <laughs> too much great clarity. Sanity. I don't need yeah, to see much clarity. Much clarity. Do they live glasses or some kind? I know. You're like, put them back on. I want them on. (laughs) All right. This this is the prediction I just came up with. There will be a Jeffrey Epstein biopic announced this year. At least announced uh, this year. At least, in fact, I say at least two. At least two with actors attached. Two uh, two competing Epstein biopics coming out. So, will anyone involved with the biopics die mysteriously? (laughs) (laughs) My question is: Will the biopic have a kind of like elite, you know, excusing message that also Mm. has a little bit of like a "this is a sickness and we should feel bad for this man"? (laughs) Okay, I got it. It'll be a movie, and it'll just be not Jeffrey Epstein, but very kind of similar themes, oh. if you will. Ah, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Okay. And David what Fincher will direct that, it. Uh, what was that Robert Durst movie that was him but not him or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. Kirsten Dunst was in it. I'll find it right now. All good things. Anyway, they did that with... Uh, with Bob Durst. Okay, okay, okay. I can see that. Just d- don't call it Epstein, but make it yeah. very out mm-hmm. like a longer SVU rip from that yes. headline. Yeah, yes. I think yes. that's a lock. That's all. That's one hundred percent. That one might come out this year. That one might come out this year. Yeah, I can see that, and they might all survive. All right. Um, another one. Um, Prince Andrew dies mysteriously after he seemingly decides to fess up. Ooh. No, because he won't fess up. Because <laughs> he oh. won't fess up. <laughs> Prince Andrew dies. Um, I don't know what the fuck goes on over there. I really don't pretend to know. You know what goes on with the British royalty. Um, I just feel like they're untouchable. 
Didn't know? they kill like Princess Diana though, or something? You know what I mean? I guess it depends. On, I don't know anything about the royalty. Isn't his like older brother? I don't fucking know. Can they kill people? Yes, did they, they kill. Have, they can definitely kill people. Who did it? <laughs> they can definitely kill people, and I also think they have uh, some of the life preserving methods, as documented mm. by H.P. Lovecraft and his Lovecraft cycle. <laughs> uh, cool air, for example. I think they they're using that on a couple of them. Like they they yeah. they have means um, to to you know can. Const- live for a very 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 uh long time like the queen mother is at least 180 years old uh, right now <laughs> my god um yeah. so they're they're not going uh they're, they're they're they kicked him out of the house but like they're he's still good with them he, he's fine he's fine it's um, like jimmy seville right is that how you say it? the bbc pedophile guy yeah. who had how many victims and just got away yeah. with it till I, he died like i don't know and he wasn't even like a political figure, like royalty. He was a yeah, it's a fucked up world out there. Yeah, yeah it's awful. <laughs> he was a TV and radio personality. Yeah, Jimmy Savile's uh that's a scary figure. Yeah, Gary Glitter is one of theirs too. He's a British. Uh, he's he's from the UK. Yeah. Um, oh, this is I think a lock. Ruth Bader Ginsburg will die this year. Yeah, I mean, as far as like hitting the chaos option of like you know a, a Supreme Court nominate a Supreme Court seat opens up right during an election cycle in exactly the same way that it did during Obama, and they push it through like push through a nominee like super quickly. I, I think that feels pretty likely to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if RGB contacts the royal family, gets in on those uh, those <laughs> secrets, you I know? think RBG <laughs> knows too much about Epstein. That's what I think. I think we're gonna she's gonna mysteriously have a workout. Out accident <laughs> all right so moving on to politics um first one kind of hinted at earlier um global financial meltdown will happen in 2020 it's a tough it's a tough call you know what i mean it's like uh i don't know they uh everything is like they're doing pretty pretty good with like you know the various patches uh, uh, <laughs> on, as the dam breaks on capitalism. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like you know we are like you know like you look at like the repo rates and everything like that in the New York Fed. They're basically like creating just house money for all the like big you know the firms to just play with on a 24 hour basis. Oh, that's and good. so they're just like upping that cap. Like if you look at that cap over the last couple of months and I'm a fucking dumbass like I don't really know enough about this stuff I've just like read a little of what other people talk about but look at there they're raising the repo rate so I'm like you know I you know whether or not we get hit with our global financial crisis in 2020 or 2021 or 2022 you know they are currently cooking the books the question is uh, how long the cook like sort of like works before everything falls apart oh yeah it's wonderful we gotta get Matt Taibbi on uh, to talk about you know, because when we did our live show uh, with him in New York, I the first question I asked him was, you know, hey, there was this big, you know, melt uh, financial meltdown in 2008 where, you know, the banks were basically gambling with everybody's money and then a bunch of fake money and play money to the tune of like trillions of dollars. And, you know, how were the reforms to stop this from happening again? Um, how were they implemented? And he just laughed. He just started <laughs> laughing because like nothing. Nothing has changed. Two thousand. Nothing help, help, except like the banks got to keep all their money and steal a bunch of houses from people. So global financial meltdown. I don't know if it's coming this year, but it's definitely coming. Um, so um, be prepared for it. You want to know a really really scary option? What? You know, a really scary future option is uh, 
Biden steamrolls the primary, like wins, beats Trump, beats Trump, takes back the presidency, and then we get the big global financial meltdown in 2021. <laughs> and then in like 2024, you get like Dan Crenshaw or like an actual like motivated fascist. <laughs> like American Hitler. Like that is actually like the truly scary outcome is Biden wins and we get hit with a financial crisis. Yikes. All right. But we have some hopeful predictions. We have some hopeful predictions. Don't want to end this on, you know, a really down sour note. Number one, one we got the was really hopeful one. And that is Bernie Sanders will win. Look, I'm trying my best to be optimistic about this. I got to be realistic. Bernie's winning right now. Yeah. Yeah. Bernie's winning right now. I think that they are going to pull out all the fucking stops. All of the stops. You know, and we're going to see some really fucked up shit go down. And they're going to cheat because they do cheat. You know, uh, uh, and, you know, I think you're also going to see and you're already seeing this a lot more mainstream media, like pretending that Trump is doing good. Yes. Like we're already seeing a lot of like, well, the economy is booming right now. And it's like, uh, like, why are you saying that? And it's, that's not true. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, so I think that, yeah, like you're going to see maybe Obama do a primary endorsement. Although I posted about that and people are saying and it's, it's an interesting idea. It's like Obama may not endorse just because he cares most about his brand and like losing, like doing like a Romney 2016 thing is like not on the table for Obama. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's like there's a couple divergent outcomes here and it's like Bernie is – the only nominee that we have right now that can beat Trump, but it also is not going to be easy to do that. And there's going to be a lot set against him winning the primary and then also beating Trump. So while I I want to give a very cautious Bernie will win, uh, while also sort of like recognizing that while like things are good right now, it's going to be a very, very hard fight. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't know. I live in a red state. I don't know like what. I'm sort of like, I hope he does. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I, I want to be hopeful, though. I mean, Eve, you know yeah. what I mean? I just I don't want to go around like, oh, it's like, blah, and they're going to put in Biden and they're like, you know, I just I, I just I mentally can't, you know, yeah. you got to have something you want to be hopeful about, like, especially in this day and age, you'll just you'll just go crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we are, uh, you know, and uh, I, look, I will say this. We're at the top of the year here. Things are going very, very well for, for Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is in the best position he's ever been to be president of the United States today, January 2nd, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go on record and say Bernie Sanders will win if everybody gets out there and fights for the people who do care about electoral politics. We have a lot of listeners who do not fuck with that. Do not fuck with Bernie Sanders. We love you too. Let me know when the revolution is going down. I will fucking be there. (laughs) I will help you build that scaffold. That's fine too. But for the people who are very into electoral politics, get out there, fight for Bernie Sanders because he is winning now. And with your help, he will win. All right. That's the facts. Yeah. That's the facts, folks. So now gotta put all of you on the spot. Give us a prediction for twenty twenty. Ugh, what did I write down here? Sorry, like I'd misinterpreted this and I thought it was stuff we were looking forward to. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, all right, here's one. Cause I wanna be like I wanna be optimistic here. Um I think um this year, um, all four of us we're gonna do a live show together. Yes. Wow. I like that. That's a prediction that I think will come true, actually. I really do. Uh, This is not a happy prediction. 
Like, I, especially, like, being very online, like, I knew about Bill Cosby, Louis C.K., Epstein, mm-hmm. Weinstein, Kevin Spacey. Um, I'm, like, there's going to be a Me Too figure that no one saw coming, and it's going to be just, like, psychologically devastating for people. Wow. I think. I've been, especially, Ooh. I do, like, all this work about like men in media and i make videos about them and so every time i make one i'm like i hope this guy's not a rapist i don't uh, you know you do your research and whatever that's kind of yeah. like a downer one but i feel like all of these they're ones that everybody already already knew about like i'm i'm nobody i didn't have any as, apart from louis ck knowing some comics in atlanta i just knew this stuff from the internet it was very accessible yeah. mm. i'm just kind of waiting for like when is this going to start hopefully it's going to be really fucked up but like when will it hit people yeah. that had done a better job at covering it up i guess I, 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 I don't want to put it in the air, but I know the worst one and most devastating one for everyone. It, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But if it were oh, Keanu, that mm, would be too much. Yeah. That's not going to happen, though. Leslie. It's not going to happen. Our nation's brain Leslie, would just It's not going to happen, Leslie. <laughs> Are you kidding? I would just have to turn my phone off for a week. I would. Yeah. <laughs> Go <laughs> live off the grid. Go <laughs> live off the grid. Oh, God. That would suck. Yeah. Wow. Rough. Yeah, rough. that's a downer one, but that's what I'm. I have an anxiety about that. Yeah. That we'll see. Not Keanu specifically. I've never heard about <laughs> him being a rapist, but yeah, he's a lovely man. Mm-hmm. All right, Jack. I besides think, Avatar, besides Avatar, well, that's a 2021 <laughs> prediction. That's a 2021 prediction. That's a 2021 through 2028 prediction <laughs> that the Avatar movies are going to successively be the biggest movies of all time. <laughs> Um, my my prediction uh is that the the xbox series x and the the xbox series x will underwhelm and i think the playstation the new playstation will underwhelm as well oh what what do you mean by that specific because somebody actually predicted that i didn't know what they meant like do you mean like the games won't be that good or like the hardware i think that these are not going to be as big of like console launches as we like have remembered in the past i think like it's aside from the switch and that's kind of like a little gimmick and like a piece of little like tech it's like a tablet or something like that i think that the like the time of like you know celebrating a big new console has maybe passed and i think that these are just not going to be you know as big events you know what i mean even thinking about like halo it's like i don't think anybody like really cares about halo anymore and they're launching this with halo i don't know maybe Mm. maybe this is just me you know as a pc gamer speaking but i think that consoles have uh maybe come to their their end a little not their end but you know the sort of big cultural impact of a console launch uh uh is is past so jack what you're basically saying is you have become fully pc master race chad well, I don't like the master race shit. Like, you know, this is actually very, this is actually very <laughs> fucked up anti PC gaming <laughs> rhetoric to even say PC master race shit. Like, because that you are the one that's putting on PC gamers that they're like Nazis. I'm a, I welcome all. I welcome all. You can play on PlayStation. Just know that my graphics will be better. Of course, <laughs> whatever. Have you seen the clip of Henry Cavill when he got asked whether he plays on uh, PlayStation or Xbox, and he just looks so offended and says. <laughs> PC. Fuck yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. All right, folks. Oh, oh I have to make my prediction. Okay. Yeah. And, and this is one that, you know, I'm not the only one who thinks this, but uh, and I'm not sure how familiar you are with uh, this world, but I'm going to talk a little bit about professional wrestling. My first uh, media love. I think this is the year that Vince McMahon is done. 
Not that wow. the company won't be done, but he'll be done. He, it, I don't know if it's going to be a Me Too situation, uh, compounding, you know, of all the negative stories about the company, the Saudi Arabia shit. But like, I feel like the stakeholders and the shareholders, because they're a publicly traded company, a uh, certain faction of them are going to get really tired of his shit. And he's going to think about, you know, going on to greener uh, pastures. And I think this might be the year that we finally uh dethrone Vince McMahon publicly. Now in the background he'll still run the fucking company. He'll just lie about it, you know. But mm-hmm. I think this I, is the last year of, you know, Vince McMahon as the face of the WWE. He's primed. He's primed to be a Papa John. Like he he's ready like he's so ready to be a Papa John. All they need to do is schedule like one like, you know, sensitivity seminar <laughs> and then literally Vince McMahon is out. <laughs> They're, they're on tri- they don't have to trick Vince to say in the n-word he said it on tv he- i know but a new one it has to be a new, a new one. one you know what i mean it can't be from it can't be from the before time it has to be a new one new right one. now all right so folks thank you so much for joining us that was our 2020 year in a preview um we will uh contact the fact checkers again next year to see uh how much of this we got correct You're not through with us yet kessler <laughs> you have to go through our shit again next year look at that 120 percent. yeah hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right have a good one peace bye Like what you hear, want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.